You are listening to the Majestic Minds Podcast. the most and a lot to boast sorry my rapping skills are still just not very rappy um i have a guest here today from the 88 music brand who's also the co-founder um who also makes music um do you go by kenny or do you go by what do you want to be called so, I mean, in terms of the podcast, you know, you could call me Kenny, but my rap name's FYB Kenny. FYB Kenny? Yes, sir. All right, um, I'll call you, we'll call you Kenny for now. So, Kenny, feel free to tell a little about, about yourself, what do you want the audience to know, and how did you come about being the co-founder of the 88 Music brand? And so, first things first about me, I'm the co-founder of 88 Music. I'm also the CFO and one of the artists. A little bit of backstory, I met Pepe, I want to say, in freshman year. It was a name, you know, we all went to the same high school. I heard the name Pepe before, right? I've heard some things about him, but I never really knew him, right? I was kicking it one day, probably like smoking a little blunt or something like that. I meet this one guy, he's chill, you know, we start chopping up. He tells me his name's Pepe. I'm like, man, I got you on Snapchat. I listen to your music, you know? This was way back when, like, we were still doing SoundCloud, you know, no way we were in a studio. So, you know, we chopped it up a little bit. We weren't like the best of friends, right? Until maybe a couple months goes by and I see him with my best friend at the time. And I was like, y'all know me? He's like, what? That's crazy. Like, I didn't know you knew this white dude, right? That's cool. So we just start chopping it up. And then soon enough, we're just kind of in the same clique. You know, we see each other around. Uh, he starts doing his music stuff. And I just liked it, to be honest. I start going out to his shows. I believe that might have been like junior or senior year when he first started getting shows. But I just remember the first one I went to. He performed 88. It was his first show, and I just remember thinking, like, damn, this shit is interesting. It was my first time going out to a club or anything like that, and I was like, the energy was undefeated, man. I remember going home that night and shit thinking, like, man, I want to be, like, in front of those people doing the same shit one day. So that's a little something about me, my uh, roots with 88 and Pepe. I've been uh, living in Phoenix, Arizona my whole life, born and raised. My family's from Bosnia, a small little European country. War refugees, unfortunately. But yeah, that's a little something about me, man. That's really awesome. I, I, I highly relate to that story of just like licking some friends and then seeing them perform live in person. And just like it really changes your view on performing live for people and being an entertainer. Yo, real shit. I went to amherst i believe was it um october or november i i think it was around october and before that happened i was just scrolling around through instagram um i forgot which account it was or which friend but someone posted this picture of a person on their story and then i looked real closely at the person and i was like i remember that face i haven't seen this person in middle school i wonder what he's up to and then he had this thing going on in Amherst, like it was a frat party. Well, I, I didn't know it was a frat party, but um, his band was going to be playing there. 
And then I drove all the way to Amherst on a Saturday night. It was a 40-minute drive, but there was some good music playing that time, so I didn't mind. And then when I finally got there, I was just blown away to see this face that I had not seen since middle school. We linked up. I watched him perform. And it's just, it just, like, they were so entertaining. Like, 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 there wasn't just passion in their voice or in their energy. Like, they were really about that shit. So, I'm really glad that you got to have that sort of experience, man. It really changes your view and how an artist should entertain people, but, like, bring passion to their music. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 100%. It's also crazy to think about, you know, because I feel like each artist has their own kind of style. Like, at least all those shows I've been to, they're more Arizona underground, but I feel like everybody there, they're at the point where they know music is what they want to do. They're committed, so everybody's passionate about it. You know, they know they want to perform, whether it's their first time or their 50th. So it's just interesting the way, like, everybody brings a certain confidence and energy with them. You know, like, they know this is their energy. There's this one guy, uh, Joey602, right? Mm-hmm. That guy, he just knows how to please the, cl- the, the crowd, right? He knows how to engage the crowd. His vibe's different from Pepe's, you know, who I feel like, shit, I don't even know how to describe Pepe. It's like, you just walk in, bro, and you're like, man, they already playing bangers, you know? Like, all the songs are bangers, you know? Like, that's just how I kind of feel about Pepe. I just feel like there's so many other people. Like, you might see one dude who's, like, on a Detroit scamming flow. And, like, that's the only dude of the night who even mentions, like, card numbers, you know? And then you got one dude who sounds like some trapper, you know, moving pounds of weed and whatnot. Then you got, like, some couple talking about love. So, but they all, like, bring a certain energy, you know? It seems like they know what they got to do and they belong in the field that they're rapping in. Yeah, you do know, um, Pepe's style is chaotic. Chaotic, but I... I, I I absolutely love it. When I shared the track that he wanted um, my group, the Majestic Minds, to record on them, they were very, very impressed. And I was not expecting that to hear from them. But, like, the more you know, you the, the better. Like, uh, that episode I recorded with him a few months ago has probably got to be my favorite episode I've ever recorded with any of the guests I've had on the show. Because, like you said, he, he's got a lot of energy and like he's a really great guy and i had the pleasure of meeting with him and even today we still talk and i plan on featuring him in an upcoming song from the album well you mean know this firsthand i still gotta tell him but um yeah he's a really great guy also shout out to the east coast oracles in shmootube or sam for link me up and introduce me to your group and for what you guys do you guys are very talented laid back and i appreciate the passion energy and the amount of consideration you guys put into what you do keep it going but yeah man appreciate that man i appreciate that really so with being the co-founder of the 80 music brand is it any more different than being an artist? Do you have more work to do? Is there things you have to look over? I'm very curious because as the founder of Majestic Minds, single-handedly, I don't. we don't really have a co-founder. I kind of like do everything other than like the music and sometimes the mixing. But for me, it is a lot of times a lot of work and... <laughs> gets a little chaotic what do you have anything to really say about being a co-founder 
Yeah, so I was kind of thinking about this question today. I couldn't even lie. I feel like the best way to describe my role versus Pepe is Pepe, he's more in like, he's more running a label. You know, I'm running a business is kind of the way I kind of see it. You know, like I'm kind of more over the financial stuff and Pepe is kind of the one that just, uh, just kind of knows about it. You know, he's the one running the label and finding the new connections. He knows where to go, right? And then he puts me on with it. So I learn. But I'm really the one that's, you know, good with numbers. I just know how to run a business. You know, I've always been a hustler. So, but I think Pepe, he's always been more into music and it's just kind of more familiar with that turf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, the thing with me is that I'm very business happy and like I have a lot of creative ideas. So it really, really helps. But it would definitely be better to have like someone by the side or like as a co-founder. We have there's like four of us in total and we help around with things but, like some people got work. Some people got school and some people got some stuff to do with some people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, at the same time, though, I feel like even though I say I'm like running more of a business, you know, still I have to like put my own spin on it to make it work. Right. This the music industry. You have to be creative. And I feel like that's also why I'm an amazing fit with 88 and with Payday. Right. Because even though I do like my money, I like learning about money. I like running business and whatnot. You still got to know, like, OK, what can I do to possibly max out my viewers? What can I do to max out my profits? Right. What can I just do to make my business the best in whatever we're doing? And I feel like if you just try and do it by the book, you know, like read a business book and try and do it, you're going to fail, you know. But just I, I like the idea of me and Pepe doing it together, you know, because sometimes I'm the one doing creative stuff. He's the one doing business. But other times we switch, you know, we just complement each other very well. That's really good. Yeah, you're definitely right about the business part. You got to have some sort of aspect or experience with business because if you try to run through this whole music shit and you got a plan, you fucked. You are fucked. Luckily, when I was a child, um, me and my little bro would just make comics. We sell them to kids. We trade Legos. Like, we were, we were really in that scene, but, like, we weren't, like, you know what I mean? Just mostly selling comics trading and help even sex for months a while so we already had that experience from an early age um how did you become can i say business savvy or you just know the business that's a good question man <laughs> i'm gonna say one thing i'm gonna say one thing ever since i was a young child i know for a fact since like seventh grade but probably since i was younger i knew i wanted to be rich and i knew i wanted to own a lot of property right that's the one thing i always knew that so and i feel like it had a lot to do with my dad you know because growing up we'd move around here and there and every single time we moved into a house it would be the idea of our right, yeah we're probably going to move in like two or three years right but we're still going to try and make like a ten thousand dollar profit or five thousand dollar profit and i saw that each time you know and i just feel like it eventually paid off and i just knew it well and i just felt like you know it seemed simple to me it just seemed like basic buying and selling buy something fix it up a little bit and sell it you know so I feel like that played a big role in it, just wanting to become financially independent and rich. And then furthermore, I feel like a lot of the times, man, also in seventh grade, that's how I remember. I was super into like Supreme, Yeezys and all that, all that hypebeat stuff. I was watching a lot of Rice Gum. And, I, you know, I didn't have a job. I was like in the seventh grade. My parents, they were like, man, do your like do your chores. We're not going to give you an allowance. You know, you live here, right? So I'm like, man, what can I do to make money? And shit, I just had so many ideas, you know, it just kind of, you feel me? Like, I just wanted to go do something. My parents were going to approve it, and I, I knew I wanted to do it. And I knew I was going to do it, so I had to get the money from somewhere. True, true. Yeah, whenever I, well, I can say I was lucky. My parents would just hand me some cash on the side when I was in middle school, and then when it got a little older, or, fuck, hold on, hold on, hold on. My memory's fucked up. Um, 
all right, I use Facebook Marketplace to make a little cash on the side. Then the pandemic came, and then I don't know what happened to Facebook. I think um, people were getting freaking shot on the site or murdered. So that probably killed the reps. You. Um, bottom line is, yeah, just like have things on the side, have on ever going income, and then you should be fine. But um, you mentioned Yeezys and rice gum. And I was like, I haven't heard that shit since like 2013 or 2014. Um, shit, let's see, I'm 22. How old are you and Pepe? I'm 18. I believe Pepe's 19 or yeah, he's 20. He's 20. He's 20. Yes, sir. He, you're both. I believe so, cause yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Are you serious? Yeah, I know we ain't old enough for blunt raps just yet, so shit, we're waiting on that one, but yeah. Yo, I thought he was way older than that. Holy, yo, that fucking bamboozle. <laughs> you got me bamboozle, bro. I thought Pepe was older than me. What the fuck? Um, bro, he does look old, especially when he grows out his facial hair. He looks way older. He could definitely pass off as like 22. Shit, so like, are you guys around the same age? You said what? Are you around the same age? Yeah, yeah, I mean, man, I want to say, I'm trying to think. Yeah, okay, so I know for a fact that he was uh, two grades above mine because I also had a friend who I hang out with a lot who was uh, in the same class as him. So he was uh, two grades above mine, so he's about a year or two older than me at most. Oh, oh, okay, because, like, you said rice gum, and then, I don't know, it's like, wait, 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 this is a 90 shit, so I had to think about, I had to think for a bit. But yeah, um, that's really interesting, so, because... Rain, Rain, who's in my group, I've known him since the seventh grade. So we have a very long history of each other. I remember, you know, whenever we had like rap outs or we just wanted to like play around, I could just never, when it, when it came to rapping, I can never beat him. I think his win streak to this day is at least like 17 to three or four. Because he, he, he was fucking you up. <laughs> I know, I, I, I hate to admit it. Um, the only person who could compete with him was my very best friend, Joshua. But, like, he used to listen to... You ever heard a rapper called Watsky? Or Watsky? I don't know if I'm pronouncing Watsky. it. What kind of uh, style does he have? Um, it's like a super fast flow. It, it, it's like... It's like... It's a, I, I don't know the name of the style, but it's like a semi-fast flow. It's like this and then... Something like that. Yeah, I don't know where I can't lie. I don't really like music like that. <laughs> but you heard of Watsky, though, right? He was in epic rap house of history. He played Shakespeare. Oh, yeah, of course. You should have okay. just said that, man. Of course I, I know it. <laughs> I probably should have said I probably should have started with that. Yeah. <laughs> man, I haven't watched those YouTube videos in so long. Holy shit, I know what I'm about to do tonight. Fuck. <laughs> I, still watch, I, I still watch them. They make new episodes to this day. Oh, do that shit. Yeah. I know what I'm about to watch. Hell yeah. <laughs> Got me reliving old memories. For real. I think, I think the last one was Laura Croft versus Indiana Jones or some shit. I'm dead. But yeah, man. Yeah, just like having like gone to school with him. We have a very long history of each other. He left in the ninth grade, unfortunately. But I was able to relink up with him during the pandemic through Joshua. And I hadn't seen him in years so it was really crazy he, he had gone through like a spiritual journey and like he's more like outwardly like like you know you know those type of um hippies that like go outside barefoot and all that yeah, I don't know. Homegirls are just like that. <laughs> yeah 
for him, and he's 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 the same as I met him. The only difference is he has dreads now, and he's way taller than me now. Hey, I gotta meet him, bro, because I don't know what it is, but I always get along with hippies and emos. Like I don't know what it is. Sometimes I feel like I just dress like a basic white dude at times, you know. But like you wouldn't expect that because I never dressed emo or hippie. But I just I don't know. I get along with that crowd, so shit. <laughs> Uh, I, I used to have a very huge emo phase in middle school, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. So um, for the 8 Music brand, right, managing new artists, getting ready for the album, um, do you would you happen to feel free to talk more about the album? Because it's been discussed on this podcast with two, two of the previous guests, but I feel like there could be more light shine on it since like the release date is coming really soon and we want people to be interested in this project. Also, by the way, Majestic Minds is on that album. We're on Misfits. You heard the man, so when Misfits drops, y'all better, y'all better go stream it. But all right, look, man, we have the Deluxe coming out, the Forever Follows Deluxe. Pretty much is going to be the same songs you see, a couple extra features like any other Deluxe, right? Don't sleep on these features, right? Majestic Minds is going to be on it. I mean, if you guys are watching this channel, you guys obviously fuck with him. So do do both of us a solid, right? Go stream that one when it drops. But overall, I'm excited for these features, right? I don't want to say exactly too much, you know, because I just really think it's a lot of talent that we're going to bring in. I believe we already did bring in a lot of talent with the with the original but i think with the deluxe we're just going to like keep working on that you know i think we're there's a lot of new talent that's going to be coming if you felt like the guys like Aiden swavy you know were really talented i think there's going to be other guys and you're like man this album's fucking every song was a banger man everybody played their part that's all i'm gonna say right now i will say we will have some music videos dropping and whatnot we're working on all that right now so stay tuned Awesome, awesome. I can't wait. Make sure to stream it when it releases. We will post the, well, it's not out yet, but I'll just post in that Instagram post where like you guys talk about it in the link in the description below. So with an album coming out and being the founder of 88, I mean co-founder, what the fuck is wrong with my brain, of 88 Music Brand, what do you guys have in store for 2023? So 2023, we have pretty much the next six months planned out. So January, we hope to get the Forever Follows Deluxe done. Some JJ the same music videos and an album, right? Some Remy music videos. That's what we want, Forever Follows music videos, right? So you're going to be seeing a lot more music, right? You're going to see a whole nother album just from JJ the same. So that's exciting right there. Plus some music videos. Who doesn't love one of those? You know, it's just the best way to uh, listen to a song, in my opinion, music video. So that's going to be exciting. We got some people doing their first music videos, too. Exciting stuff. A lot of developments happening for both the artists and the brand overall. In uh, February, we're going to do some more music videos for the Deluxe album. We're also going to do some more music videos for JJ Seans' album, which again, going to be super exciting. JJ, my opinion, he's just a guy that got has the energy, man. Like, shit, you just got to be around him. You know, I can't wait for those music videos personally. You know, I know those days are going to be full of fun. I know JJ's going to be cracking jokes. I know JJ's going to have a good time. Everybody who's around JJ ends up having a good time. So I'm just excited for these music videos. And lastly, in the month of February, you know, FYP Kenny, he's going to drop his first EP, so yeah, stay tuned for that. And then in March, we're going to be doing some of my own music videos, FYBK music videos dropping. Haven't decided what songs I want to do yet, so, you know, stay tuned, stay tuned. And we're also going to have a compost album dropping and music videos, so getting it all done in the month. Me, compost, we're going to turn up the month, the month of March, right? Y'all going to be lit, thanks to me and compost. In April, we're going to have Scott Shields and Pepe do a whole EP, and then we're also going to have the EP music videos dropping with that. I don't know if you've heard the song Hell or High Water with Scott uh, 
Scott Shields and Pepe. But damn, man, that is a piece of art if I've um, ever seen one before. I've heard that is just. Oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. No, you're good, man. Go ahead. I've heard O N G or O N C. I forgot the name with J Badge, and then I've heard um, the Heart Song, and uh, yeah, dude, no, Pepe is super, super talented, super talented, and I just can't wait for this new album to drop, especially the um, deluxe version. I gotta keep my eyes wide open for that because I got so many things going on, but I always have a spot to listen to some new music, so that's exciting. Make sure y'all write this down. Y'all gotta write this down, man. They are making a scene within the six following months, right? Kenny's dropping some music, right? Pepe's dropping an album. Yeah, yeah, man, just, whew, I'm excited. So with 2023 coming up, you guys releasing new music, an album, you got an EP coming out, we're in a feature. What do you think as an artist, independent, mainstream, doesn't matter, what do you think an artist should prepare for coming this year in 2023? Ooh, any artist in general? Just any, whoever's listening. Mm -hmm. Man, I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's going to be like a new genre of rap that's going to be coming out. I think it's going to be the wave. I don't know how to describe it, but if you listen to Babytron, I believe some, something like that, I believe is going to just pop off, right? Maybe some new type of beats we've seen rather than like trap beats, you know? But I think rap as a whole is just going to be kind of changing within the next year, I believe. Just, I don't think we're going to be seeing as many drill rappers, or if we are seeing them, I think it's going to be like a completely different flow. The drill rappers you're thinking about right now, they're not going to sound like what they are in a year time. That's what I believe. So I think right now the most important thing for artists is just be fluid, right? Changes happen. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. So you got to be ready to change, you know? Work on all types of different beats, all types of different flows. Try out some new shit, you know, because you never know what might be the wave and you never know if you're the one that starts the wave or you never know if you're one of the OGs in the wave, you know? So shit, you might as well try and surf. Yeah, man, just can you imagine if freaking, because we got Baby Tron on the track, can you imagine if Baby Shark just like became a new genre? Baby Shark, do 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 do, uh, ah, uh, going through the hood, ah, uh, ah, uh, got on my booze, ah, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, that was corny, that was corny. <laughs> oh my gosh, but uh, yeah, um, for Drill, I don't think Drill's gonna die anytime now now, now I, I won't disagree that there are drastic changes that will happen in a genre and artists should learn to adapt to that but um i don't know drill has become more mainstream recently and it's going as far as to being played on american radio stations which i didn't really see happening but it should not be a surprise to me many world or outwardly or just music's not within the United States is becoming more popular. You have Thames, who I believe is an African artist. I forgot where she's from, but I don't think she was born in the U.S. Or she was. I I can't remember. And then Afrobeat as a whole genre is also becoming more popular. So you could say the modern mainstream music scene is becoming more cultural and more worldly in a sense, which I think is good because like, and incentivize people to look into more different various parts of music that aren't within the United States or Western nations, you know? It's very interesting. I mean, I also think, like, I think it's going to be definitely true that we're going to see more cultures and whatnot. I mean, there's this one artist, you might have heard of him, I think his name's, like, Central C, I want to yes. say, he's a British yeah. dude, right? And I remember, like, maybe a year ago, right, anybody in America, man, I don't listen to that New York shit, or not New York, some English shit, right? You go to England, yes. go to London, they're probably like, man, fuck King Von and all that, you know, we don't like that type of drill, you know? But then, oh, I forgot the name of the song that he dropped, maybe, like, six Those months ago, but it just blew up. 
and like everybody was listening to people in America, right? Just everybody liked it. I didn't really see people mentioning like, oh, it was a British artist, like you would yeah, other um, times. So. Was it? Was it called? I, I think that's exciting think? to see too. I don't remember. Um, what's it called? Dosha Cat? I know he had Dosha Cat in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone was, was obsessed with that, that Yeah, that one was funny. Ah, ah. How can I be homophobic? Ah, my chick is gay. That is so oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Centro seems. I can hear his new stuff. But yeah, people should really be more open to just listening what's in the scene, be it a Western nation, Africa, or hell, even puerto rico or brazil just really really just allowing yourself into just various types of genre but really it really it also sharpens your skill set skill set in knowledge of music i know just listening to everything or just whatever sounds good or is available out there has really changed my perspective on music in a lot of ways would you have any similar well we already know you do but like um is there anything that's on your mind besides drill you listen to any afro beats um reggaeton so what do you kind of mention that so yeah i remember i want to say like a couple months ago i started smoking weed and all that again and at the time i forgot the name of the song but i was listening to like a lot of jamaican shit like not even just because stereotypical stoner i remember it was just like one day on my youtube playlist i clicked on it i was like yeah matter of fact fuck this american shit you know i'm vibing to this right now so there was that but it was really the moment when uh, i was in the studio we were making the forever files album ab swavy was doing his song and he was doing a part with spanish you know and i've heard of bad bunny and all the names before you know blowing up they're doing mixed shit you know and i'm like i hear him doing it and i thought i wasn't a fan of that type of music you know two different languages from the same artist and the same song but then really hearing it and shit, i was like damn bro that shit feels stupid right so i've been listening to maybe swavy you know i've just been really just listening to uh different type of genres i, I don't listen to six nine but i know he uh, had a couple songs where he did something like that or he like did completely spanish songs i know those blew up they did numbers they did better than all of his other songs that were in uh english so there's something to look forward to and personally me after I heard A.B. Swaby in the studio, I was kind of thinking, like, man, on one of these uh, songs, I want to say some shit in my own language, you know, just like a stupid bar. So that's probably something you're going to see in my EP. That's really cool. I, I didn't know he really rapped in Spanish. Because, like, well, I, I let's be honest, I haven't really been listening to him in while, especially considered uh, controversy. But to a degree, I do like him in terms of what he does not exactly what he represents but uh six times meh my book i don't really because like despite the controversy he's all right he's all right but just hearing that he raps in spanish and the songs he raps in spanish are more popular remind me of a song from you ever heard of a virtual band called uh gorillas right you heard of them, right? The gorillas? No, I've never heard of them before. Oh, man. Where have you been, bruh? But yeah, um, they're just a virtual band, and they released a song in their first studio album with the same title as their band name called Latin Simone. And when I first heard it, I was absolutely obsessed with the song because, like, the way how it, it was a fusion of jazz and afro-cuban and the just the orchestration was just perfect and i found out there's an english version where damon albarn the lead singer and co-creator of the group sung in english and apparently when i learned more about the lyrics and the whole process of creating a song in the english version right which is original he is singing to a friend who's the press in the spanish version featuring um i can't 
can't remember his name. A A A Abraham Fever or Fever. He basically answers his call in Spanish, which is very, very interesting. So it shows music being, you know, a universal language, even though we're not in the same wavelength or we don't speak the same language. It's really, it's really interesting. So thank you for sharing that. Um, before we go, is there anything you'd like the audience to know? Anything they want people to be on the lookout for before we close this episode out? For like I said, Forever Files coming out. If you follow the ADA music page, you're going to see if we have any uh not studio session. I'm trying to think of the word. Any shows, any open mics coming up? You know, so you should pop out. I know JJ, Remy, we're really trying to get them to perform. I know JJ can't wait. I know Remy can't wait. So I know they already had a good amount of fans before they joined ADA. I know they had a lot of people still listening to this day who aren't from ADA or who aren't really like in tune with ADA. So really, if you like even just a single artist, I say just keep up with ADA. You know, because you never know when might be the chance to go see them live for the first time and something i always say 88 music we're going to be the ones that put arizona on the map you know we got phoenix we have this big ass city right other people have tried to do it the suns they ain't never won a championship for arizona cardinals ain't never won a championship for arizona or shit they might have like one time but still they're trash so like i believe me and Peyton, we're going to be the ones that do it we have the talent necessary so shit pop out and be able to say you knew your favorite rapper you saw your favorite rapper perform before they were the next big thing because i promise you they're going to be the next big thing and you're going to regret it so don't have any regrets don't die with regrets damn y'all heard that this man says he and his group is going to be the scene of arizona keep out for the 88 music brand keep out for kenny keep out for pay pay freeman and keep out for ali all right they're making big things happen all right big things all right stay safe stay in the scene and we will see you another time peace my man thank you for having me up the rest of your day stay safe much love right no problem happy 2023 to all the independent artists out there and we are out